Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. We are celebrating a mini milestone today. This is our 10th episode, and we get to celebrate with a New York Ranger victory. The Rangers, of course, claiming a 2-1 road win against the Nashville Predators on Saturday. Really just a great team victory. A lot of the young guys chipping in. Low-scoring game. Good goaltending on both sides. Great defense down the stretch from the Rangers. Rangers hold on for a 2-1 win. Two big points in the standings. Rangers improve their record back up to 5-5-1. and And taking down a team that is perennially, you know, up there with the best in the Western Conference, a team that is always in the playoffs, a team that has some dangerous goal scorers and some great defensemen. But the Rangers, nevertheless, coming away with a big win in Nashville. And really, it's just the start of a big couple of days for the New York Rangers. They're going to be busy. They've got three games in the next four days, including a home tilt tonight at 7 p.m. against the Ottawa Senators. Obviously a very winnable game, but you still got to go out there and play well, as the Rangers have been doing. They are off on Tuesday. They are home against the Detroit Red Wings on Wednesday. Again, very winnable game. Ottawa and Detroit at the bottom of the Eastern Conference right now. Two very winnable home games in the Garden for the Rangers. You want to keep this winning streak going. You want to keep this momentum going. And then obviously they'll have a very tough test on Thursday going to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. I was one of many who wasn't kind of sold on you know, the Hurricanes being an elite team in the Eastern Conference after they made it even to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But so far, they look like they're the real deal this year, and it's going to be a tremendous test for the Rangers going into Carolina to take on the Hurricanes on Thursday. First things first, though, we're going to jump right in to take a look at this this 2-1, this tough road victory against the Nashville Predators on Saturday. we got to sort of bask in the glow of that win because, you know, the Rangers will have prettier victories this season. They've already had prettier victories this season where they score a lot of goals and it just, you know, everything just kind of clicks. But that was maybe one of the more satisfying wins this year against Nashville because it was just a tough, grinded-out victory, a tough place to play against a good team, and the Rangers just finding a way, score a couple goals, and then just hang on. They get great goaltending from Alex Georgiev. We're going to go period by period right now, take a look at all that. But first of all, just some quick updates. Mika Zibanejad again sits with the upper body injury. He sustained that in a collision with Patrice Bergeron in the game against Boston and obviously missed the subsequent game against Tampa Bay and then also this game against Nashville on Saturday. Still kind of looks like it's 50-50 on whether or not he suits up against the Senators tonight. We'll keep an eye on that. I will provide an update at the end of this episode if we get one. The good news is that Zibanejad was on the ice prior to practice on Sunday. Again, dealing with an upper body injury. He was last in the lineup on October 27th, and Rangers obviously hoping that he gets back, but probably doing the right thing, erring on the side of caution early in the season. There's no reason to rush him back and risk him, you know, sustaining another injury or, or worsening the injury that he already has. Rangers are playing well anyway. They're getting production up and down the lineup. And when, whenever Zibanejad does get back in there, it'll just be a boost for the entire team. So, again, we'll look forward to having him back. We'll see if he's back out there against his former team, the Senators. It'd be great if he was. You know, he obviously had a tremendous game against them earlier in the season. He used to play for the Senators, and he got a hat trick against them. That gave the Rangers their second straight win to start the season. So, I'm sure Zibanejad wants to get out there. Kind of a revenge game for him against the Senators. But we'll see what happens. Again, Nothing definitive right now. Looks like it kind of might be 50-50 tonight. We'll, we'll see what happens. Rangers have a busy week, so the hope is, you know, at some point he's back out there before this this stretch of three games in four days comes to an end. Rangers have announced that Alex Georgiev will indeed make his third straight start on Monday here against the Senators, but the team will then turn back to Henrik Lundqvist on Wednesday against the Red Wings, and that'll be the first sight of a back-to-back. -back. But either way, I think Lundqvist was due to get back into the net. Rangers want to ride the hot hand, and you can understand that for sure. 
But I think at a certain point, you do have to turn back to Lundqvist. You don't want him to get cold. You got to get him back in there. Guy's obviously a legend for this team. So good to know that, you know, Georgiev will get his third start. He needs to be rewarded. As I said, he's just allowed two goals in his last two games, two total goals in his last two games. But at some point, you know, Lundqvist needs to play, and he'll get his chance on Wednesday against the Red Wings. Really like how the Rangers are handling the goaltending situation. I think it's been fair, and, you know, they're going to need both guys. They're going to need both guys this season, and we'll see how they both fare this week. Busy week for the Rangers. Hopefully they can hold up and, and give the Rangers a chance to continue this momentum, continue this winning streak, and just keep rolling. All right, so let's jump right into the action here. Less than a minute into the game, just 49 seconds. Liber Hayek is tripped up, and the Rangers get a power play. They get to work against a subpar penalty kill unit. Nashville coming into this game had only killed 75% of the power plays against them. Rangers kind of set up shop in the Predators' side of the ice, but nothing's really happening. Artemi Panarin a couple times on this power play was looking for Capo Caco. Tried to get a couple of cross-ice passes to him, kind of thread the needle there between a couple of Nashville defenders. And there were a couple of times where it looked like maybe Caco should have shot it, but unfortunately he just couldn't quite pull the trigger. At the tail end of this power play, Philip Heedle weaves around a defender, goes along the board, powers his way to the net, but his shot from the doorstep ends up being deflected by UC Saros, who was in goal for the Predators, and kind of deflects up into the netting there. Minute or two after the power play, Buchnevich rips a really hard shot on net. Uh, UC Saros makes the save. The puck is free for a moment. It's just kind of laying there on the crease, but the Rangers just couldn't quite get to the rebound. But nevertheless, we're about 10 minutes into the game here, and the Rangers clearly having the better of play. They've really turning in a spirited effort here on the road, spending most of the game on Nashville's side of the ice. And then there was kind of a weird play here. And, you know, Georgiev played a great game for the Rangers tonight, stopped 32 with 33 shots, made some really clutch saves down the stretch to enable the Rangers to get this win. Kind of a weird play here, though. I'm not, I'm not really sure what he was doing. It looked like he tried to play the puck around the boards, but he basically just shot the puck off the boards right behind the Ranger net there, and the puck bounced back in front. Now, the Rangers recovered in time. They, they prevent the Predators from, from putting the puck into the net. But it kind of led to a sustained push, really the first good push of the game for the Predators. The Predators keep the puck in the Rangers' zone for a better part of a minute, I would say. And they're shooting from all angles. And unfortunately, the Rangers end up having to take a, a penalty here. Brady Shea goes off for cross-checking. We've talked about how we want the Rangers to stay out of the penalty box here. At least in this case, you can kind of understand it because the Rangers, they're on their heels. They're back in their own zone. They're doing everything they can to try to keep this puck out of the net. And, you know, ultimately it just leads to Brady Shea cross-checking somebody to the ice. He gets the, the penalty. And another silver lining is that the Rangers enter this game having killed off the last seven-man advantages against them. Adam Fox really stood out on this penalty kill for me. He took the puck into the Nashville zone. He kind of circled back towards center ice and then passed all the way back into the Ranger zone to Ryan Lindgren. Lindgren just kind of delays with the puck. Again, just killing time here, just kind of playing keep away. But Lindgren just kind of holds the puck for a couple of seconds, shoots it all the way down the ice. And then as the Predators are trying to re-enter the Ranger zone, Brendan Smith makes a great play at the blue line. He just kind of denies the Predators the entry. He delivers a check to the player that was trying to enter the zone, shoots the puck all the way down the ice. So really just just a great penalty kill here. And then they always say, you know, your goalie has to be your best penalty killer. And Georgiev, in the winning seconds of this power play, makes an excellent save. Nick Bonino on the play passes in deep to Kyle Turris. Turris is right there on the doorstep, but Georgiev moves quickly to his left, makes a great pad stop, keeps the game scoreless. His best save of the game to that point. Predators get another chance when Ryan Johansson really kind of just flies into the Rangers zone. He's kind of along the boards there, and he sends a centering pass to Cali Yarncroc. But Liber Hayek reaches out his stick. He pokes the puck away. And I don't know if he did this on purpose, but it basically just led to, you know, a break out of the zone for the Rangers. Philip Heedle finds a loose puck. 
The play goes the other way. The Rangers are quick to move move up the ice and kind of jump into the rush here. Just pure hustle on this play, and it leads to a two-on-one with Heedle and Kreider. You forget how fast Kreider is. I mean, Kreider on this play just, just blows by everybody in the Nashville defense to set up the two-on-one, but Kreider doesn't actually really end up factoring into this play because Heedle holds the puck. The, the defenseman goes into a slide, and Heedle just kind of toe drags, brings the puck back forward, and just flicks a wrist shot into the twine. Just a beautiful goal here by Hedl. Hedl continues his strong play. He's he's really been he's really given this team a spark since coming up to the Rangers. And excellent goal here makes it one nothing. About 16 minutes into the first period. Then with about 30 seconds left in the first period, the Predators go in on another rush. Yossi passes to Granlin, who passes to Matt Duchesne in front, and Georgiev again. He moves to his right, makes an outstanding point blank save. Just a big save there. You don't want to give away the momentum. You certainly don't want to give away the lead with just 30 seconds left in the first period. You've had the better play. I mean, Predators have had some chances, you know, but I think overall anyone watching this game would have to think that, you know, the Rangers had the better of play, not by a wide margin, but by enough of a margin that it's noticeable. And again, you just don't want to give up the goal there. Let the Predators take the momentum into the dressing room and and let the fans get back into it because that, that building can get very loud. And, you know, just a great save by Georgiev. Preserves the lead. Rangers still up one nothing at the break. Clutch stop there by Georgiev right at the end of the first period. Today's Locked On podcast is sponsored by DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is all one word, all caps, Locked On. So the second period begins, and the Predators kind of, like, low-key hit the post about two minutes into the period. There was a shot from the right face-off circle, and it just kind of, out of nowhere, it looked innocent enough, but it hits hits off the near post. Rangers fortunate there, still up one nothing, And then we got a fight. It's Michael Haley for the Rangers against Austin Watson of the Predators. They kind of got into a fight along the Nashville bench there. Not really any big punches landed either way, but at the end of the fight, Haley kind of like wrestled him to the ground, to the ice, and, and just fell on top of him. So I suppose Haley gets the win. Yeah, we'll give him the win. Why not? Haley gets the win there. And we've talked about this too. You know, Haley, tough, scrappy player. He's out there to be an enforcer, kind of a little bit of a throwback player, but he wants to stay in the lineup. You know, there's competition for playing time right now. He's been a healthy scratch at times this year. But Haley in this one, dressing in his third straight game, second straight game that he's gotten into a fight. And this was kind of a weird one because Haley, at least on the replay, I don't know, maybe the cameras didn't pick up everything, but from what I could see, Haley is kind of, he's in the neutral zone. He's right near the red line. He's basically right in the center of the rink, right? And a player on the Predators kind of slashes him as he's going by. And then Watson is yelling at Haley from, you know, along the boards there right near the Nashville bench. And Haley kind of just looks at him. He's like, okay, I'll be right there. And he just kind of skates over to him and they start fighting. Just kind of, you don't really see fights start like that. Just kind of a kind of a weird one here, kind of a weird lead up to the fight. But hey, you know, I guess you know if you if you want to fight Haley, he's going to oblige. He throws down the gloves, and and like I said, we'll give we'll give Haley the the narrow victory there in that fight. But yeah, just kind of a weird build up to that fight. I thought. So we'll fast forward just a couple minutes here. The Rangers working very hard in the attacking zone. The Predators get the clear, but it goes right back into the zone as the Predators are going for a line change. All Tony D'Angelo on this, and, and we'll break that down in just a second, but I thought it was funny here because the Rangers in their game against Tampa Bay gave up a goal because of kind of a sloppy line change, and in this case, they make the Predators pay for it. The Predators have a bad line change here, and of course, it's the second period, so you get the long change. The puck is cleared out of the zone by Nashville into the neutral zone. About two or three Predators go to make the long change, 
and Tony D'Angelo is Johnny on the spot for the Rangers. He backtracks, he tracks down the tr the puck, and he immediately, as soon as he gets it, he passes forward to Jesper Foss. Foss receives the pass right on the blue line. He enters the zone and dishes in deep to Panarin, and Panarin with a quick one-touch pass down to the doorstep to Ryan Strom, and Strom just deflects it in from the doorstep. But just a beautiful goal here. Rangers are up 2-0 about four minutes into the second period. D'Angelo won't get an assist here on the play, but he made this whole thing happen because if he doesn't hustle to get the puck and if he doesn't read the play and recognize that Nashville is in the middle of, an, of a line change and he doesn't immediately move the puck to Jesper Foss, this had to happen quickly here. All these passes had to happen quick because, yes, Nashville went for the line change, but they were getting back out there fast. And Tony D'Angelo starts this whole thing by making the quick pass to Jesper Foss. Foss gets it to Panarin. Panarin gets it to Strom. Strom scores from the doorstep. Just just pure hustle here, just like the first goal. Just big-time hustle. And D'Angelo, you know, we, we've talked about him a lot this on this podcast, but he's just off to an excellent start this season. The Rangers have to be thrilled by what, what they're seeing from him. And if, if it was not for his wherewithal and his awareness to get that puck forward and, and straight quickly while Nashville was going for the change, then this goal doesn't happen. So, again, he won't get credited with an official assist here, but Ranger fans who, who are watching this game, you know, they, they recognize the hustle. They recognize, you know, D'Angelo displaying his smarts there, displaying his instincts, working the puck forward. Just an excellent job all around here by these four players. Rangers up two to nothing. Wanted to talk just a little bit about Ryan Strom here because he's obviously off to an excellent start for the Rangers. We're 11 games into the season. He's already got four goals and seven assists, and he's really been on fire over the last six games or so. He's got a six-game point streak, and in that time, four goals and five assists really playing well. He's a guy who kind of moves up and down the lineup a little bit, and really it doesn't seem to matter who his line mates are, whoever he's out there with. He seems to produce. He seems to, you know, really put it on a tee for his teammates. Strom, as you might recall, was acquired by the Rangers in exchange for Ryan Spooner last season, and, you know, I was kind of lukewarm to the trade because you look at Strom. Strom's 26 years old. You look at his career statistics. Nothing really jumps off the page for for you. He did have a 50-point season with the Islanders back in 2014-2015, but that was a long time ago, and since then, he's never had more than 35 points in a single season. And really, when the Rangers acquired him last year, he, he had only played 18 games with the Oilers, but in those 18 games, just one goal and one assist. He then comes over, skates in 63 games with the Rangers, puts up 18 goals, 15 assists, Solid, if unspectacular numbers, but, you know, the Rangers, they might have found something here, you know, because he, like we said, he's off to an outstanding start this season. The Rangers coming into the season, it looked like center was going to be a weakness, and he's kind of stepping in and kind of filling that hole a little bit, filling that void, playing some great hockey, and, you know, again, I don't think there were too many people who looked at this trade when the Rangers acquired Ryan Stroman thought like, oh man, this guy's going to be a superstar, and he's not a superstar yet, he's just having a hot streak, but... I so far, he's giving us more than I ever thought that he would. And when you consider that this was just kind of an under-the-radar, kind of whatever kind of trade, Rangers really, they might have found something here. They might have found their, a diamond in the rough. They might have found a guy who can become a fixture on this team. Just off to a great start this season, and you just hope that he can continue to ride that wave and just keep it rolling. So the Rangers get their third power play of the game. They're looking to make it 3 nothing. D'Angelo send a beautiful pass across the ice to Capo Caco. Caco Kind of in deep, he tees it up, sends a shot just a little bit wide of the net, just missing out on a 3-0 lead there. But, I mean, man, Georgiev really playing well in this game. He makes a save on a 3-on-1 break. The Predators kind of keep the pressure. They sustain the pressure. Georgiev comes up big again. The Predators try to stuff it in from the doorstep, but the puck bounces into the air, and Georgiev just kind of snags it, keeps the shutout intact to that point. 
Rangers again. They nearly make it 3-0 when Kreider steals the puck from Matt Duchesne. He goes in all alone on a breakaway, darts into the zone, and unfortunately just hits the post. Kreider just kind of unlucky to start the season. I mean, his numbers, you know, they don't jump off the page at you, but he is noticeable out there. He is creating scoring chances. He is playing pretty good hockey. He's just, you know, a little bit unlucky, and that continues here as he rings a shot off the pipe. Rangers get another chance off a turnover when the Predators are trying to clear the zone. Panarin gets the puck. He sends it in deep to Ryan Strom. Strom on the doorstep again. Shoots from the doorstep, but you see Soros, and Soros played well in this game too, um, but Soros makes a great pad save here. Keeps the score at 2-0. Predators get another chance on a 2-1-1 rush, but Georgiev closes the pads, comes up with another big save, and Philip Hedl is there to block a rebound. But at this point, you know, the Predators really starting to, to spend some time on the Rangers' side of the rink getting some pressure, and it leads to Tony D'Angelo taking a penalty. Again, we've talked about the Rangers need to, to stay out of the penalty box, but as was the case earlier in this game, this is a situation where the Rangers are really back on their heels, and you're just doing everything you can to keep the puck out of the net. So you can at least understand the need to take a penalty here. If you do it to prevent a goal, you know, no one can really go crazy. No one can really get that mad at you. Penalties are going to happen. You just hope that when they do happen, there's actually a need for them, and you're not just, you know, hooking somebody down in the attacking zone. And the Rangers have done a much better job of that in the last few games, not taking stupid penalties. Um, you know, again, D'Angelo, he kind of, the Predators kind of forced the Rangers' hands here, and D'Angelo takes the interference penalty. Predators still down 2 nothing. Roman Yossi hits the post on the power play. We talked about how good these Nashville defensemen are, but the Rangers, to this point in the game, have done a great job kind of limiting their chances. I mean, Yossi does hit the post here, but really that was about it. We didn't really hear or see much else from these from these dangerous Nashville defensemen, so Rangers doing a good job there, keeping the Predators' blue liners in check. But the Predators keep coming on this power play, and, and Forsberg passes from the top of the left circle to Victor Arvidsson in deep. Arvidsson tips it in home with about five minutes and a little bit of change left in the second period. Predators cut the Ranger lead to 2-1. to one. Rangers almost get it back. Jacob Truba goes in deep, shoots from a wide angle from the right faceoff circle, but Saros comes up with a great kick save. Gives up a juicy rebound, but the Predators are able to clear. And the Rangers here, I really thought, did a nice job of not letting the Predators kind of take control of this game because the Predators have scored the most recent goal. They've been swarming in the Rangers zone a little bit, but the Rangers with a nice answer back here, you know, kind of taking control, kind of bringing the game back to a little bit of a stalemate, not letting the Predators kind of really take flight here. And, you know, obviously they score a goal, the crowd's back into it, but the Predators could have had all the momentum here. But the Rangers do a nice job of just kind of weathering the storm and just kind of keeping everything on an even, on an even tilt here. And just kind of regrouping and, like we said, not letting not letting Nashville take control of this game here because, obviously, this can go the other way really fast. It's a talented team. they got a lot of guys who can score. They're on their home ice. The crowd is back into it. But the Rangers, again, doing a nice job of just kind of weathering the storm and just staying in this game and just kind of keeping things at a stalemate for the time being. Predators got another chance rushing into the zone, but Adam Fox kind of picked the guy's pocket and prevented the shot. Strong game by Adam Fox tonight. You know, Ranger defenseman really stepping up these last couple games, really playing well. And then at the very end of the period, Ryan Strom takes a penalty as time expires. Strom was sticking up from his for, for his teammate because he saw Elias Lindholm was was repeatedly cross-checking Jesper Foss in the in the back in the corner there. Nothing vicious by by Elias Lindholm, but you see somebody doing that to your teammate and you're gonna want to step in. And Strom decided he'd seen enough. He comes in, he cross-checks uh Lindholm in the back. A little bit more oomph behind Strom's cross-check, so he ends up getting a penalty for it. And the Rangers go into the second intermission knowing that they're going to have to kill off a two-minute power play to start the third period. 
So the third period begins, and the Rangers are indeed up to the task of killing off this two-minute power play, and they have to do so without Ryan Strom. And, of course, Strom, one of the Rangers' best penalty killers. But it didn't matter. The Rangers did a great job killing off this penalty, and Victor Arvidsson had a great chance on the doorstep for the Predators. The rebound bounced right to him, but he shot it just wide. Truba eventually gets a clear midway through the power play. Predators come back in. Philip Forsberg carries the puck into the zone, and Truba once again does a great job knocking the puck away. Big play there. You don't want to let a guy like Forsberg kind of just storm into your zone and, and just take a run at the net because that could end badly for you. Great play by Truba. Looking great on this on this penalty kill. Predators continue to pour it on, searching for the equalizer, but Georgiev comes up with a couple of really great point-blank saves here just during a wild scramble in front of the Ranger net with about 15 minutes remaining. Georgiev made another save through traffic about a minute later. I mean, Georgiev really at this point, he is playing some of the best hockey of his young NHL career. It's a small sample size this season, but he's been up to the task. He's played very well against two teams that can really score a lot of goals in the Lightning and the Predators. Rangers nearly make it 3-1. to one. The Predators are trying to clear the zone, but the outlet pass goes right off of Buchnevich's skate. Buchnevich passes in deep to Philip Hedl on the doorstep. Hedl makes a couple quick moves. There's nobody there. It's just Hedl against Saros right on the doorstep. Saros... Fully extends his left leg, makes a great kick save. Like we said, I mean, Saro's playing well on this one. He had not had a good season at this point, but he's playing well on this one, uh, keeping the Rangers at bay and giving the Predators a chance to come back. But that line, man, I mean, Hedl, Buchnevich, Kreider, they're playing great for the Rangers. They look dangerous every time they're on the ice. They, they always look like they're going to score a goal. And just a few seconds after this sequence, Kreider sets up Buchnevich, but Saros once again, you know, another point-blank stop. But yeah, this this line for the Rangers has been great. Uh, expect to see these three out there together again, you know, going forward. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, these three are clicking, so I think you got to stick with it. Rangers get on their fourth power play, and again, they fail to score. Not a great night for the power play. The Rangers unable to capitalize on any of their chances, but... Really, I didn't think the power play looked that bad. You know, they were getting good puck movement. A couple different guys firing the puck at the net. You can't always judge a power play based on whether you score or not. Obviously, you want to convert, okay? That's the name of the game. You want to score some goals when you get the man advantage. But what's key here is, are you at least creating chances on the power play? Are you getting good puck movement? Are you at least keeping the puck on your opponent's side of the rink and not struggling to get through the neutral zone and not having them clear the puck down the zone every single time that you get the puck in deep? And I think the Rangers overall have looked pretty good on the power play this season. They're not quite getting the results. They're, they're a little bit below average on the power play as far as, you know, league average is concerned. But as long as you're creating scoring chances and you're getting guys involved and you're being creative with the puck and guys are moving around out there to open up some passing lanes... The tide's bound to turn at some point. I really think the Rangers are close to really breaking through on the power play. The numbers don't back it up right now, but the Rangers, I think overall, have looked pretty good on the man advantage. Jacob Truba got a chance on this one. He took a shot from the blue line, and he didn't quite get all of his shot. But Buchnevich and Hedl were right there on the doorstep. They're hammering away at it. The puck is loose in the crease. They just can't quite stuff at home. They were close. You know, the Rangers close a couple times on the power play in this game. Just not working out as far as converting goes. But, you know, like we said... The Rangers are close. They're getting some chances. It's a matter of time before this power play breaks through. In fact, I'm going to call it tonight. The Rangers get at least one power play goal. I'm going to say the Rangers get two power play goals against the Senators tonight. We'll see how it goes. So it's starting to get late. There's about five minutes, a little bit of change left in the third period here. Rangers still clinging to the 2-1 to lead. And Brendan Smith takes a bad penalty here. Really, the Rangers only what I would call a bad penalty in this game. I like Brendan Smith, but I really don't know what he was doing on this play because the Predators are exiting their own zone, right? And Smith is coming over. It's kind of like along the bench there. 
Smith has his opponent lined up for a big hit along the boards, and for whatever reason, he just doesn't deliver it. And he just kind of waits and waits there and just kind of skates next to him. And then this this player gets rid of the puck, and then Smith kind of pulls him down. And at that point, it's a penalty. Had he just gone in there and teed him up for the big hit like it looked like he was going to, everything would have been fine. It wouldn't have been a penalty. Would have been a big would have been a big hit. Would have been great. But for whatever reason, he didn't deliver that initial hit. He just kind of skated next to him there for a second and then just kind of pulled him down. And Smith played well in this game overall, but just not a good penalty here. Just not really sure what he was doing. And whatever the case may be, the Predators get a power play with 5.17 remaining. Rangers are back on their heels a few a few times in the ensuing power play, but they hang in there. Truba really made a great play in deep. Duchesne was positioned in front of the net for the Predators, and he got the puck in deep. And just before he can shoot, Truba reaches out with his stick, pokes the puck away. Would have been a great scoring chance for Duchesne right on the doorstep there, but Truba makes a great play there and prevents the scoring opportunity. So the power play ends. Rangers kill it off. Great effort there by the penalty-killing unit. They were great all night. They, they did allow the one power play goal, but strong overall play on the penalty kill for the Rangers. Just 3.20 to go at this point. And Ryan Lindgren makes a great play right after the power play ends. The Predators go into the zone, and Lindgren kind of—he almost kind of like goes down on all fours to block a shot by Granlund. And then this sequence was just absolutely ridiculous. I got to talk about this for a second. Philip Hedel gets control of the puck in the Rangers zone, and he's trying to skate the puck, you know, across the blue line out of harm's way. But he's clearly tripped by the Predators, and the ref just doesn't call it. The Predators get the puck in deep, and Liber Hayek then is forced to take a penalty, and the refs call this one. So in the span of about five, six, seven seconds there, the referees miss an obvious penalty against the Predators, and then they call a penalty against Hayek. Now, what Hayek did was clearly a penalty. I I got no issue with that, but the non-call right before that, that's where the issue comes in, because this could be a game-changing, you know, non-call. Heedle... He's clearly tripped. I mean, th- if this isn't a trip, then I don't know what is. He's, he's trying to exit the zone with a puck, and he gets tripped, and it leads right to a turnover, and it's through no fault of Heedle's. I mean, Heedle got his legs taken out from underneath him. So just a bad non-call by the refs, and the Predators now get on the power play again, just 221 remaining at this point. Fortunately, the Rangers win the ensuing faceoff. Ryan Strom wins it back to Jacob Truba. Truba clears the puck down the ice. The Rangers are going with a penalty-killing unit of Truba, Shea, Fast, and Strom. And these guys, you know, really up to the task. Yorgiev makes a couple of saves, makes a glove save, and holds for a stoppage with 140 remaining. And at this point, the Predators decide to pull their goalie. So now it's going to be six on four for presumably, you know, the last 140. About the last 140, the Rangers will get a man back when the when the penalty expires. But that's going to happen with only about 20 seconds left. Rangers win the faceoff. And the nice thing here, if you're looking for a silver lining about playing down six on four is you can shoot the puck at the net from anywhere on the ice. You don't have to worry about the icing because Predators, like we said, have the man advantage. So Rangers win the faceoff, and Lindgren immediately gets to the puck and just flings it down the ice. Does not miss by much. I mean, maybe, probably less than a foot there, you know, shooting at the length of the ice. And, you know, also really cool just to see Ryan Lindgren. You know, he's only been up. This is only his, his third game up with the team. But he's out there, you know, killing a penalty, a six-on-four situation with less than two minutes remaining. So obviously that tells you everything you need to know about the amount of confidence that this coaching staff has in Ryan Lindgren, and it tells you everything you need to know also about how well he's played since being called up to the Rangers here. So Lindgren stepping up big here, big clear for the Rangers. Preds bring it back into the into the zone, but again, Rangers playing very well here defensively. Jesper Foss shoots it down the ice. Under a minute left, you know, the Predators, they eventually kind of set up shop in the Rangers zone a little bit, but the Rangers do a great job kind of holding holding formation. They're back on their heels, but they're not giving up any great scoring opportunities. They're kind of keeping the puck to the outside, nothing in deep. 
and the Rangers get a little bit of a break. The Predators shoot wide, and, and the shot was wrapped so hard around the boards that it came all the way out of the zone. Roman Yossi had a chance to kind of hold it in at the blue line there, but it got by him. That puck was moving. Nothing really he could do. The power play runs out, and the Rangers, Brady Shea shoots the puck down the ice and takes an icing call. He may not have been aware. He might have just been erring on the side of caution there. He may not have known that the power play had ended and he could no longer just freely shoot the puck down the ice. Or, you know, maybe he did know and he just wanted to get the puck out of harm's way and just not take any chances there and just accept the icing the icing call. But at this point, the icing is called just 14.2 seconds left. Predators take a timeout. The faceoff is on the left circle. It's kind of a stalemate. The puck is along the boards. The Rangers do a nice job kind of keeping the Predators pinned to the boards here. The Predators eventually work the puck back to the blue line. They dish across the blue line to Roman Yossi. But Jesper Foss comes up with a block shot because, of course, he does. That's what Jesper Foss does. You love to see that. Great way to end the game there. The time runs out. Game over. Really hard-earned, hard-fought 2-1 victory on the road for the Rangers. Just just a great win. Just a great feel-good win. There will be games where the, the Rangers produce more offensive fireworks than they did here, but just really a tough, grinded-out victory against a tough team. Excellent goaltending from Alex Georgiev, and the kids really coming through. You know, Philip Hedl scores again. Ryan Lindgren making plays at the end of this game. Liber Hayek making some plays. Adam Fox had a strong game for the Rangers. Really a, a strong game for the Blue Liners and for Georgiev. And again, just a great win for the Rangers. Two big points, back up to 5-5-1 five, five, and one on the season. Uh, true blue-collar, grinded-out victory. You gotta love it. So that's gonna wrap things up for today, but thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to any and all of these episodes through the first 10 episodes here. Happy we got to double digits. It's Like I said, at the top of the show, it's a mini-milestone for this show. Happy that we've gotten this far, and we're just gonna keep things rolling, and hopefully the Rangers can keep things rolling tonight. Like I said, they are at home against the Ottawa Senators. Very winnable game. Another great opportunity to pick up another two points. We'll be back here tomorrow to talk about it. And like I said, hopefully we're celebrating another victory together. Goalie matchup tonight, Georgiev gets his third straight start. He'll be opposed by Anders Nielsen for the Senators. And let's let's just hope the Rangers keep this thing rolling here. And we'll be back here tomorrow to break it down and talk about the rest of the games this week. If you want to get in touch, go ahead and shoot an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. If you'd rather get in touch via Twitter, send us a tweet at LO underscore NY Rangers. That's going to do it for today. Thanks again for joining. I'll see you next time.